Welcome to another episode of Generation Barm. I'm here with uh, with the great man to my left, Neil. How are you? How are you tonight? It's very, very well, very well. Yeah. I think. <laughs> oh well. I've just knocked over the microphone brilliantly. Um, yeah, by these lovely road road uh, microphones. Not really sponsored by them or anything, but uh, anyway, back back on point. Um, I just wrote something today that I thought would start the show because I, it's not a rant. I don't like ranting, but maybe it'll come across as a bit of a, a rant. But it's more about just just things you see and things you you, you see in daily life. And I, I had an attitude. Don't apologise for it. I'm not, apologi- it. I'm, I'm not apologising for it. But go for it, All right, son. here we go. Okay, <clears throat> quotation marks. I try not to pay attention to me. Um, I try not to pay, pay attention to something. Uh, I'm going to say that again. I try not to pay, pay attention... I try not to pay too much attention when some old bastard says something like, "There's no good music these days." Remember the days, when, remember the good days when, when their scope of what we listen to is mainstream radio, which only has a slither of the listenership that it used to when they were growing up, and so they were never, um, they were probably more risk averse than they once were. Firstly, I'm not sure if um, you agree with that, but I'm going to go on with it anyway because I'm not apologising. <laughs> uh, <laughs> new music has never had so many avenues to bob up and show its face, whether it was needed or whether it is just an annoying neighbour attempting to crunch onto our membranes. Streaming apps, vinyl shops, websites, digital radio, community radio, using apps like Shazam in cafes and theatres, and immersive experiences. We've all got to go down our own path to discovery of new things, and we now live in an age where kids are exposed to so many different things with their smartphones, laptops, and constant access to the internet, that we almost need downtime to reflect and process these things. Humans are explorers, and kids should be curious. Finding out about what they like, what they don't like, really we should be encouraging this. So Neil and Maya, our guests tonight, why do you think people rush to reduce a young person's experience to a patronising, <laughs> you'll learn one day, or you do know they're just copying so-and-so, rather than praising that enthusiasm and fostering that curiosity in developing well-rounded human beings? Well, mostly because people are small-minded bastards and they're not happy for <laughs> someone else to do well, so they knock them down if they can. Right. It's a lot easier to be critical than it is to actually understand something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that in all of our lives. Like even, I mean, it's not a, probably a good time to talk politics, but you look at the political situation of Australia and you go, we need to be better than this. We need to get, we need to have people who are competing against each other to get on with each other a bit better in that they're both, or they're all trying to do the same thing, but it seems as though they're fighting amongst each other, which is a little bit of what you said. Yeah. It's much easier to just naysay when someone says something rather than go, yeah, well, that's probably a pretty good idea. Let's all work together to make that happen because if they do that, it looks like they'll be supporting that team when we're really, we've got to make sure we support our team, which is mm. a, very, it's frustrating for me, but I, I don't know the answer, but it's pretty much what you're saying in some ways. Do you, do you think it was a similar thing, say, back when you were in the 70s, you are a young larrikin listening to whatever you were listening to and your old man or, or people who were a bit older than you we're talking about, remember back in the days we were listening to Buddy Holly, etc. Was it was it a similar sort of... Well, it was, yeah. Thing? Well, I mean, it, I guess, yeah, well, whatever's progressive, people will resist. And that music back in those days was seen to be progressive. And some of it, you listen to it now, was absolute crap. But some of it was, was exhilarating and still works today. And it'll be exactly the same today. I mean, we've got lots of different ways of seeing it and lots of different, particularly you young people have. 
I've got far less ways of seeing and hearing things than you have because I don't know how to use those things. Um, but that's what happens. The, the really quality stuff will come through regardless. But the funny thing about music, I don't really understand the, the pureness of music, but I don't reckon there's that much new in music anyway because mm-hmm. music is is rhythm and it's only people who can see that, feel the rhythm and then it's emotion and it's only people who can feel the emotion. So it's, it's not necessarily going to be all that much different. When it is a lot different, it is, it's extreme mm. and sometimes that'll survive and most times it won't. So I, I, I don't think we've changed that much. Yeah, um, um, Maya, thanks so much for coming in. Um, what she, do you, what she do you think? can You're, sing. She can, <laughs> certainly can sing. But what do you think about you know, the poo-pooing of uh, kids are trying to figure out like they've, they've found something new and then to have it kind of shat on by, by someone a bit older saying, well, you know, you'll, you'll get it. Being like very patronising. What do you think about the exploration of, of new things and new tastes in music? Well, thanks for having me. First <laughs> uh, I would probably say it's, it's one of those hard situations where younger people always have their perspective and people who have more, I guess, wisdom because they've grown older mm. start to see things in a different way and that will always end up happening eventually. Mm. So yeah, it's but, but hard that's okay. If that's, if that's what it is, that's yeah. okay. But we're saying a lot of times it's not. It's almost just naysaying for the sake of it. Well, I think it's... that's. The, I do, also do agree that, that yeah. many people always just turn to attacking over being a soul... I guess, supporter. Mm. They'll just wait until something has enough support from the majority before then, then it's they okay. start. Then, then it's, it's okay. okay yeah. It's like if you've yeah. got a million followers on Instagram, you're somewhat more of a legitimate person mm. than a person with a hundred, even if your content is not mm. and you don't agree with it. Something about people having a lot of popularity interests other people this weird thing of like oh well everyone if everyone likes it why shouldn't I like it yeah yeah and I think that's just I don't know it changes everything because it means if you're unique and you're really out there that you have to be so strong in your perspective because most people won't like it until mm. a lot of people like until it. Until it's okay, until yeah. it's okay to like yeah. it. Like and it. That but point. even back in the old days, that would be if you the first people to hear say Jimi Hendrix, who was extreme, was said, "Oh, that's that's extreme. What's yeah. that?" But now he's seen as like one of the lifesavers of 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 rock music in those days. He showed the way. Now. Same Sadly, thing with he, Queen, apparently. Yeah. Queen at the time, everyone was like, oh, Queen. Like, we're not going to go to Queen. We're going to go to Led Zeppelin. Like, we're going to get, you know, hardcore rock Probably, music. Yeah. And now yeah. Queen is, like, considered one of the biggest rock bands Yes, because they, they took it the next yeah. step, didn't they? They did. Yes. And it doesn't yeah. matter. I think authentic, creative and great music will transcend through time. Yes. And it just takes the right time and the right promotion and the mm. right real person behind it. And then it doesn't matter. So I just always think people just need to keep trusting their own instincts yeah it's an so, enormous challenge and i i sit mm-hmm. i sit here i look at you and i and I've, heard, I've heard you sing i think you sing beautifully and you look marvelous and you've got all the things going for you you go well on top of that you have somehow got to promote yourself as something unique or something like it's, it doesn't seem really that fair to me but i, I know I, that's why i wish i kind of had like the 70s because my dad's a musician and he explains it basically if you're a good musician you got a residency at a venue mm. everyone would come and see you each week yeah, and then it and would I slowly agree. build up yeah. and then you get a record yeah. deal and then you'd be on the radio and then you'd be touring whereas now it's like there's so much going on in so many places to go and so many things online that people don't even support mm. you necessarily in public 
like a lot of my friends don't come to my gigs they just mm. listen to my stuff online and then they see me live and they're like well that was a bit different <laughs> <laughs> and it's good because they're happy and then they keep supporting me That's instead right. of coming to gigs and being like oh god <laughs> that person was just good on Instagram yeah. or something, you know, it doesn't... But that doesn't happen. You, yeah. Again, I haven't seen you live, but it would seem to me that live music would be the easier thing to do. Oh, in yeah. That you, you just do what you do is what you I do. I love the live. Yeah, mm. well, well, do some more of it and <laughs> we'll, we'll well, come. And it's got to make the new album. <laughs> yeah, and then, I guess, yeah. And it's boom, hopefully. Yeah. I can just tour my life away. <laughs> well, I'll, the first question we generally ask a guest, I was going to actually put a bit of a precursor. I know it's only Instagram, but from looking at your Instagram feed, uh, the way you work and how many gigs you seem to do is like very quite a hectic schedule. Mm. But the question that comes with that is, how would you describe what you do and who you are? We usually ask that before you speak, but now that we've already spoken, we may as well ask you. Well, I would describe myself as... A full-time musician, singer, (laughs) and I just—I don't know—I've never wanted to be anything else. I really. So, as as a musician, is that? Do you play much apart from singing? Singing is enough for me, but yeah, I can play a bit of piano. Yeah. But I—I always like to kind of move more and interact in my live performances. So I don't play it as much live. Yeah, well, that take away from your actual performance. But I need to now. That's been my my New Year's kind of Mm. goal is to be more on the instruments because I think it's important to be able to jam with people without Mm. being so vocal. Yeah, well, I think it's right. (laughs) Funny enough, one of the things we'll talk about later is, you know, live music and that sort of stuff. And and I've seen a couple of live bands in that there were people who were at the function that you have played in a band for you and just played and that is as good as you'll see yeah. because oh, yeah. they just yeah. they own the music oh yeah, yeah. and it's, it's not necessarily fabulous in terms of you know quality and all that but it is it's fabulous yeah. to be there and oh, see well, it I so that's that energy, right? that's yeah. the thing like I've, I've done so many genres like I did blues first and then jazz and then it was like R&B and then hip hop and then all these different sounds so now pretty much anything people play I know where it's going to go so, mm. <laughs> so that... I can just freestyle so if I could play something <laughs> so, so is that your choice like if, if, if it's just you what what do you like? What do you? What I listen would to cinematic orchestra. Play? I listen to like <laughs> yeah. Fat Freddy's. I like listen yeah, to yeah. all of these weird, more musical mm. albums because I just study so much music to learn mm. to play at gigs. Mm. So when it's downtime, it's literally like silence or classical because yeah. I just my brain. <laughs> well, well, so you've got you've got this other this commercial thing saying if I if I'm going to be successful i've got to decide a particular genre i guess don't well, you yeah. somewhat that's why i'm going to try and test with my new music and that's why i'm making an album because i want to be able to have a few tracks that i think could be commercial uh still authentic but just commercial and then throughout the album to have a lot of interludes and a lot of 10 minute musical pieces that if you're into it it's there right and right. I, and you don't have to be like a religious following to my music but you might hear that song mm. and think oh i like that one and that would be worth seeing live right like a 10 minute you know yeah jam fest with you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah well yeah. i'm making relaxing kind of sleep music right now All just right. for fun and that's it's been really nice Very well it seems it seems to me that there should be great opportunity i, I look at I don't know that much about the music industry, obviously, but I see 
Kate Miller-Heidke. And yeah. I go, she is so different. I love it. I think it's wonderful. But it, you think, well, how many people could like that? Well, a lot of people like it. Yes. Even probably Missy Higgins even to a, another. They're slightly. They're all sort of a bit different, but they all get there. So you're getting there. Do you know what I mean? It's not It's not just about the standard everyday, you know, three-minute, 40 song and no. make sure it's popular with the kids and gets on the radio or whatever the hell it is. That's it. That's why I couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, no, well, you shouldn't have to. And, you, yeah. and you, yeah, we're exactly right. So It's mm. just a tough thing because it's the kids that buy music. It's the kids that mm. they, tour, like when you tour, if you've got a big kid following, you're doing stadiums. Mm. Whereas if you... You can be successful, sure, off just adults, but I I think I've stopped viewing success in that way and just started seeing it as doing the things that I love every day. Mm. So do you think that has completely changed in terms of marketing? Like Over the past decade, we've seen that real shift from, say, the more mainstream thing to you've got to get the kids first. Is that sort of like because of digital and the digitalization of music? Or well, it is just that depends. Because there's yeah. the big court, like the big, like Sony and Universal and all these labels, they do want to just mass produce. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously they're, they're going with everyone in mind. Mm. They're going with like kids, adults, the whole thing. But Boobly. it's just more like <laughs> if they can get kids on board too with that hook yeah. that rots your brain yeah. and you haven't even listened to the song once but you know it, that mm. kind of stuff itself. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know whether it's just publishing because they're just constantly playing it on the radio mm. or if it's actually the song's good anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stuck on that. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Being well, that's always been a bit of the case. Yeah. There's a lot of songs that have been popular. They weren't really that good. They just just got there. They just had yeah. that. Yeah, just but the really best ones repetitive. are the ones they are. Well, the quality ones are the ones that survive, I guess. But yeah, I remember being in the US in 2014, and every single game or uh, wherever I was, there was Timber playing by oh, Pitbull God. and Kesha. Yeah, I remember. But by the end, you know, at the start, I'm like, this is just absolute garbage. But by the end, you're sort of just nodding along, tapping along. It's so scary, that's the thing it? that gets inside <laughs> the brain, doesn't it? Yeah. But oh. off, off the sort of commercial side of thing, what was the first, in terms of you, you say you've always wanted to be a singer, that's all you can kind of remember. What was your first real memory of, of music and, and who was involved in that memory? And My dad, yeah. of course. Um, look at you guys. I also have a father in a similar energy. And, um, yeah, so he was playing heaps of gigs around Melbourne and I basically got up at eight years old and I just kind of sung and it wasn't very good. But then I kept doing it again and I would just sing freestyle whatever and he had this recording of when I was 12 and I listened to it um, actually a few weeks ago and it was just it's strange mm. hearing myself then but it's also kind of, yeah... Yeah, that was probably the time. <laughs> so so did your dad teach you how to sing, like in terms of going to lessons or was it a sort of a... No, I did lessons. Yeah. Yeah. He more just put me on the spot and said, sing live and in key. And he would play me music and say, listen to this. Like he'd play mm. Beatles and then he'd play Stevie Wonder and he'd just keep educating me in good older music. Mm. So I wasn't brought up on pop music. Does that makes right. sense like yep. there's families that just put their kids onto the radio and they're like listen to this shit and, sorry. and then <laughs> sorry. there's um families who are kind of like these are the good artists like i'm gonna play this while we're in the car and i guess because like cds you just you listen to the whole album mm. nowadays people are putting their kids in the car and like shuffling spotify so mm. it's a different 
thing, I think, yeah. now, how you raise yeah, your don't children. Get, don't get the feeling of the artist. It's no. just lots of songs, I guess, which well, I, and I, I'm guilty of that myself, I think. But in the good old days, you you listened to the whole album. Yeah. There was yeah. probably three quarters of it was pretty good and a quarter of it, yeah, not so. But yeah. it was still an important yeah. part of the expression, That's I guess. That's it. Yeah. And you hear their story. Yeah. You hear yeah. And probably two years' stuff. time, you oh, yeah, I remember that one now. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, you remember yeah, them a bit true. more. Yeah, there's a lot of romance about the album, isn't there? But when you listen to a good one and you keep and you're like, how do they create in that year or six months or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Um, how do they create so many good songs that work so well together? Particularly when yeah. they were taking so many drugs. I know that's. <laughs> the I'm thing. not saying that about your dad. But like you listen to Pink Floyd, you listen to yeah. all of them, and you're like, would this have creeped like been you know as good? I don't know, but still, yeah. well, I guess we all have our different. That's the future's interesting. Stimulus, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But it was a lot harder to make music then. So I mm. feel like now it could be easier because you just press record and boom, you yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So, so like the process, I mean, you're talking to two lay, lay people in terms of actually creating music, but what, what's the process of, say you've got this idea for an album, you've written, well, first for you, would it be you write the album or you sort of picture what's going to come accompanying it? How does that all work? Yeah. Yeah, like I'll just write songs as many as I can, I guess. But for this one, because I've been through such a weird process with my last music, Mm. I really wanted to make sure it was right. So I've been planning (laughs) everything from the starting interlude all the way through and all of the kind of artwork that will be involved and then a full six-month campaign and I'm just going to try and do it by myself. So that that was one thing I was going to ask. It, It does seem totally unreasonable that you have to... Imagine the song, write the music, write the words, and then perform it. Mm. With, but it, it's you're almost seen as being not, not not the real thing if you can't do all that. It's a, it does yeah. seem to put a lot of skills together. Is that is that a challenge? It is. I mean, people always are so helpful, especially with production, because I'm limited and I'm trying to learn how to create on my own. Um, it's it's also like I've flow ideas into people's heads but if you've got a great pianist working with you it changes everything like the guys who i'm working on the new stuff with they're just friends who are really quite tech savvy and Mm. really just get it done faster than a lot of the big producers i've been paying previously so (laughs) it's interesting how that's happening but um there is a certain I guess quality that comes with a big studio sound mm. that I don't even know if it's real anymore, but <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to kind of test that theory on radio. So what's like this, you talk about the six month um, process of the albums done and you're marketing it, but what is it for like an independent artist? Is it just touring and just playing as many shows as possible or is it doing like radio interviews or is it all a... You just got to be smart. I think you need good publishing. You need someone to kind of swoop in and say, you should do a gig here with this person. Mm. Um, and then someone to say, Let, let's get a good premiere for your song. But besides that, if you've got um, like your kind of head on straight and you know people, you can just achieve it. Mm. You just have to work a lot. And I just, <laughs> I just like working. So it kind of works for me. Yeah, it's funny. I, you see a lot of the when they do, people go out and promote their song or whatever it is. You, you're a bit cynical about it when you see some of the stuff, particularly on the TV stuff. But I'm sure it works. Just probably doesn't work for me necessarily, but I'm <laughs> sure it works. You just, you just got to get people to, to know you. I mean, you? if I let's say, yeah, with releasing my album, I'm just gonna 
go like get a poster made and then just slam it everywhere and there's public like there's poster campaign people that you know you pay them barely anything and they'll just slam it everywhere for you <laughs> and then you do a bit yourself and then you ask people hey can I put this in here and you just go and chat and before you know it you're growing naturally you just have to have good content first if you don't have good content then you know you can sell yourself yeah, exactly. all you want but people are going to look you up and then think oh, I don't know about that so what's, a, so what's an album look like now Nowadays, is it is there a vinyl album plus a what do you call them? CD, DVD, well, CD. What are they called? CD. I'm not going to do a CD yeah. just because I want to do vinyl because I haven't before. Right. And oh, I, okay. I do have a lot yeah. of um, great friends mixing DJ oh, gigs on vinyl, so yeah. it makes mm. sense to put it on vinyl. I know it's still limited amount of people have them in their houses that they play. I mean, I hope I like my family does, but. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do a vinyl. I've got USBs that I've designed. Oh, yeah. really? Which yeah, I did course, for my yeah. last yeah, album, which is good, but I'm going to put them on a new one. Um, and then just Spotify and iTunes. And yeah. I'll just kind of have it as out there and if it plays, so, it plays. <laughs> so the USB, so it's similar to file sharing. So if someone put it in the computer and got the USB files, yeah. they could just pass it to someone else. Is that the plan yeah. or is oh, it more? It's, it's more because I'll have yeah. artwork. I'll have stuff that will, what I was going to do was put the whole album in order with an artwork and a blurb and then all of the music videos in there as well. Mm. Just so like, and then you can, the USBs are quite big, so you can just take it all off and reuse it. But it was more just so that, I don't know, one day someone looks over and says, oh, they've got a little my USB. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to sell CDs. So do you go and out? you play in your car. Sorry, that's the other thing too. So yeah, you just right, put it straight right. into the car instead of having to look it up. Right, cool. So in terms of the connection with the artwork and the music, is it your artwork or is it artists you really enjoy? Yeah, it's my, so yeah. it's a bit of mine. My sister's an artist oh. and she's just unreal. So I've given, oh, I'm going to give her ideas that I've kind of, gathered because I do collaging and then mm. she'll half draw it and we'll just put together the mm, artwork. Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. We'll have her in 12 months time but she'll be a zillionaire. This is, this is going, this <laughs> not is going, about the money this though, it's about the music. It's not about the money but it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in terms Imagine. of like your own writing, how much do you do for, of course you're writing a song, but how much do you do for your own self-exploration and self-growth and how much... Say looking back on things you wrote two years ago compared to you, you've written now, can you tell how much of a difference in terms of the person you are now compared to then? Yeah, I've always been a bit pretty deep. Um, I just write a lot of poetry more than lyrics. Mm. They're pretty much the exact same thing, but I feel like lyrics you structure a little bit more and poetry is just, I'm going to write and write and write until I feel like it's all yeah. out. Uh, so it's important to, to write it down. So this is going to sound like a silly father's <laughs> question. How important has your um, schooling been in this? Your education, like you know, hey, you, you can. <laughs> well, I went to eight schools. Wow. So yeah, I did you kept, eight. Kept getting thrown out. Or? Um, well, the first few, nah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> once I did do something cheeky, but it was prep. So I mean, everyone's Wait, going to be. Wait, no, I'm all details. What well, I. This no, teacher, again, it's a serious. It's a serious. I'm just. <laughs> I, I just bit yeah. someone's ankle. I was a little bit of a biter, <laughs> and they were like, "We advise your kid to do Steiner. She seems like a creative soul." Oh, so right. I did Steiner for a few years, and then I was like, oh, "I need okay. a bit more education." Oh, so then I went to a bit more academic school, and then back and forth through like. 
art schools to academic schools. And then I just felt like after that, I had had so much music education with different schools that I didn't do uni at all. Yeah. Um, I pretty much just went straight on The Voice after. And then it was like, yeah, I just got signed after The Voice and then uni just didn't seem yeah. like what I needed anymore because yeah. they yeah. educate you in recording which would be handy but because I've done so much now it doesn't feel so expensive mm. but if you don't have the education it is good to meet people and to I do think education is important it's good to keep going just if you don't have work it's important mm. to keep yourself with people who could give you work but fortunately as a younger person you you and your dad or your parents or whatever recognise what you needed so you did get well, I chose Enough. to. Yeah. My yeah. mom oh, was like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Why do you want to leave again? And I was like, I don't like my music class. And I just always knew that that was the only thing I cared about in school yeah. and art. So if I didn't like the art teacher and I didn't like the music teacher, then I was like, just... So, so you I'm drove ready it all. Like, it wasn't <laughs> your your parents' drive. It was you driving that change every time. Yeah, well, my mum drove me into Steiner and then yeah. I didn't like Steiner because I thought yeah. it was just a bit too chill. Yeah, right. I right, wanted right. people who were a bit more academic. Right. Um, but yeah, I pretty much drove myself into change a lot. Mm. And I wish I stayed at a school the whole way through. There's such a beautiful community that mm. you can get at the end. But it has helped my music career. Yeah. Because now I just, yeah. You just try A lot yourself. of people I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So that internal drive has probably from you changing schools and that sort yeah. of thing um, as led you to sort of, you know, just driving your own career in a way. Yeah, and travelling. Yeah. So that's yeah. A, that wasn't a set-up question. I, that was, I was genuinely no. interested. It's a, <laughs> a really interesting answer, though. It's very, it's a funny thing because I think there's just so much fear that comes with not mm. having a solid profession, mm. something that you get paid the same amount each week and you know what you're going into each day. But I just also think there's a lot of excitement which comes out of not knowing. Mm-hmm. which I think I love. Do you think you've benefited from the fact that you don't really know any other way? You know, because like you, get, you hear p- people being interviewed, they're like, what would you do if you weren't a songwriter or a film, you know, an yeah. actor and that sort of thing? But because you haven't really been exposed to the whole nine to five, like the career, yeah. the career path. Well, I did do yeah. bartending. All right, I yeah, I did okay. hospitality my whole, like until only about three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was like in the cafes and all. And yeah. I loved, yeah, I love just any job connecting with people. Yeah. I think I would, if I lost my voice, I'd do radio or something. Yeah. Well, not radio, but. I think hospitality is really, <laughs> like in terms of learning about people, I've learned more from my hospitality jobs that I've had over the years than yeah. probably most things. Because you're right, the exposure to like just talking to random people yeah. and sort of figuring out their story. Sometimes it might be because you're annoyed at them for being so frustrated with you <laughs> or whatever. Or yeah, or they tell you something and then you go, wow, you know, you want to know more. So I think, yeah, yeah hospital is really important like that. It is. Yeah. I always advise people to try. And it's mm. good because it's good for your brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. In a strange way. Yeah. So, so in terms of like you weren't really connected to school, but what have you been... Is it just that whole music thing that has sort of connected you to community or have there been other things outside of that? I think, yeah, there was, I was always a part of a music community yeah. if it wasn't with, um, I never did a choir, but I think it's also just, uh, I got out of the country quite quickly. Hmm. 
and that kind of opened me up a lot. So where do you go? I just I did Europe when I was eighteen for seven months. Yeah. So that was like it's a little gap. And then was Southeast that Asia was that on your own? for two years uh, with one other girl yeah. for two yeah. months. Sorry, but uh, yeah, it's I just think you've kind of got to put yourself out of your comfort zone, and then you're mm. you, you're gonna wake up no matter what. Mm. And I mean that's what we were talking about before this about um, how you've got teenagers, you're sort of you're stuck in a bit of a a bubble at school and that sort of thing. And then there are people, when you're th- figuring things out as an adult, some people seem to go back into that narrow way. But I'm sure going overseas for like seven months and then doing Southeast Asia with just one other friend yeah. sort of opens you up in that way, which has probably helped you, I'm sure. It did. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't like who I was until I left this country. Right. Yeah, Australians have a funny, I think, way of making anything that's too different feel not right. Mm. And they and they'll yeah we were talking about this earlier but they'll do that until many people turn around and say nah that's cool that's like cool, yeah. mullets and all those things and yeah, even like yeah. I, I just feel like there were so many things like even being tattooed as a police officer there was all these rules that people just had that are changing so much now so it's like why <laughs> judge anyone for doing yeah. their thing mm. I suppose it's the same with like the hipster scene in, in Melbourne it went from being you know people poo-pooing that to oh it was cool to be that but then people shitting on that and it just becomes this whole thing of why do we care so much what other people are doing if they're kind of exploring themselves yes. and enjoying themselves. And they're so. happy. Or even if they're not happy, you just got to let them be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm learning. Yeah, let them figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so back on music, like who are your, I mean, who are your musical heroes? Not not even just the way that they make music and all that, but how right they... Right from your dad, we know. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad. <laughs> but the way they live their lives and, you know, the, that sort of thing. Who, who sort of inspired you but who do you look at as like someone who's well it's tough now because so many of the people I looked at in that way have all died Mm. Um, but at the moment I'd probably say I guess just any celebrity who's I don't even know if they're celebrities Mm. I try I I really struggle to fan people until I know them or they do you know a lot of respectful things you obviously look at them and you say well done yes but I can't respect and follow them religiously until I actually know. know Yeah, so I more respect the close people around me um, rather than the big celebrities. Mm. But I think there's a couple that are kind of doing it well. Mm. It's just a shame, like, what's happening with some of the music industry icons. just feel like they're not Mm. speaking very publicly anymore. Who's that? What do you mean by that? I just look at people like Beyonce and all of these big stars who people they they treat like gods Mm. and they're just so they're they're not very vocal in a real way they make their content but they barely ever do like a little chill out video where it's just them talking to encourage people to be normal yes Mm. they're not they're encouraging people to really brand themselves intensely and Mm. make them feel like they can't there's obviously celebrities who are doing the no makeup thing now is a big one and that's been nice but there's just a huge really scary element to mm. the media which makes me struggle to have heroes and icons mm. at the moment <laughs> well i think it's particularly it's awful for teenagers growing up and being told you know they're going to be a certain way in that way and i've seen i think on instagram there seems to be of oh, you know social media there's a bit of a pushback against that whole this is what you're going to do this is what you're going to put in your face this yeah. is what you're going to look like and how react like there are there seem to be people that um uh, saying no, this is not right. Like yeah. in terms of, I know you're taking in particular, you know, 
plenty of money with this and endorsements, but you can't just keep telling kids they've got to keep following these trends. Yes. Yeah. But they do. It's I, I, get, yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling, though, in the old days, the, the musicians particularly the rock musicians, they got away with it. Yeah. They, they did, they all behaved a bit differently and they all showed, look, just have a go. And they kind of got away with it. Whereas now if they do that, there's so much sort of PC, mm. political correctness, that if they say, they just don't get away with it. So they say, well, I'll just, not I'll just <laughs> make plenty of money and not say a thing and yeah. talk to my friends but not talk to the right? world. Which is probably the size of the market in a way is the yeah. problem, isn't it? It's a, well, it's yeah, a that's bit what of a is going to be so interesting once we just keep populating. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine mm. in 10 years just the way that technology is advancing mm. and the way that, I guess, holograms are even becoming this kind <laughs> of like yeah. a lot of celebrities are having doubles of themselves at their gigs and tripping people out. It's this new craze. Um, I think, I can't, I can't remember who did it, Drake did it or something, but they, they pop them up all over the place so when you're in like this huge arena you've got like a little drake over there and a little drake to the left and the right and it's it's pretty amazing that we can do that but um if yeah. that's that's coming about now it's going to be interesting yeah how, we, yeah there are a lot of good books written at the moment about what's going to happen in 20 30 years time yeah. and no one really knows i that, know that, robots could be famous people though, well yeah, and I mean, it yeah it doesn't even yeah. matter how much like we don't want to buy something if that robot's like selling you coca-cola because no celebrity <laughs> wants to sell it anymore because they know it's killing people yeah. it doesn't matter they're probably already doing that now but it's more just like it's interesting that's why i, I honor the kind of celebrities who come out a little bit more even mm. if they know people won't agree with it they're still just a little bit more vocal about some things mm. I don't know, it's just hard. Yeah, I reckon if I ever got yeah. anywhere, I'd just be like, whoa, no. <laughs> <But laughs> you got to wake up, people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also really tough to know what to say because this yeah. is kind of a little bit off topic. You but get assassinated. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. go on. But even the Israel Folau stuff, he, he his beliefs are such that he says, the Bible tells me to say that homosexuals are going to help, or whatever he just, says. Just to, for context, there was um, a rugby union player who also has played rugby league in AFL. He's quite a phenomenal athlete, but his views... And it, se- and it seems like a really decent, he decent a kid. He's a very staunch Christian, um, <laughs> yeah. and yet, so go on. Church of Assemblies or something. Um, but, but he says it because that's what he believes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he believes that because he's got a very strong religious faith in a particular on a, of a particular style. So... I don't really know where I'm going, but... Also waiting on this. <laughs> well, no, when we're talking about whether the Beyonce's of the world that now don't say anything because they're kind of almost... Yeah. They feel, well, I can't say anything because I'm... If it, not everyone's going to like it, therefore yeah. don't take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying I agree with what Falao no. says. I think he's got his right to say what he likes, but I don't, I don't agree with what he's saying. Well, that's the thing. That's what we need more people to do is take risks, but they're afraid because... There's this huge push that if you go out of the box, you're mm. you're going to be shut down straight away. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, that's why I think I, I just hope in the future, and I think I can see it coming, especially with movies now, the outcast is the coolest in the film. Instead of it being like, you know, the ginger kid's the outcast, the ginger yeah. kid's yeah. the lead now. Mm. And like the nerdy kid's, the whole movie's around him. And if it's the typical jock, just no for the record, this watch. young lady's hair seems a bit gingery to me. <laughs> but I got bullied for my hair color. I still get vicious stuff. But it's it's also like, 
I think now uniqueness and, and your own vibe is transcending into the, the better mm. thing. But mm. um, And I wonder what will happen with religion because I think so much of the Old Testaments are all conditioned to one way of thinking. And I feel like a lot of people are turning around and saying, well, I don't want to let go of my whole family's culture, mm. but I also don't believe in any of that stuff. Mm. Like, what do you... <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Because that's what... Because church... To me, I don't really go to church, but I can see the huge value in a community like that that is so loyal to you. You can go, if you're having a bad day, talking about that. Yeah. And I know it's changing a lot because there are more communities now that are kind of like there's more breadth to it. So yeah. there are communities of you know, for meditation, for yeah. yoga, all these different things that aren't just church. But church, because it was that original sort of gathering yes. place, it's still, you know, there's still this whole nostalgic feel that I think a lot of people have. And kids growing up in it, even if they're doubting it, are like, well... This brings me closer to like my family. Yeah. This brings me clo- closer to Sex what my friends. Everything. Yeah. There's this whole. It, there's a big tradition around it, but I just wish that people would kind of switch mm. up the the phrasings. That's yeah. all. I I think anyone can believe in whatever they want, and especially if it's not destructive. Mm. But the problem is, is that a lot of the stuff written is destructive. destructive. Well, yeah. so, sadly, in the end, and this is not not about religion, but most religions, they ultimately someone says. Yours is the only God, and all the others are not, mm. which which does ultimately make it relatively destructive. Yes. But in their own right, they're fine and mm. teach yeah. the right stuff. But they're really saying, and by the way, but those people over there are no good. Yeah. Yeah. Which my my feeling about a God would be a God would never say that. No. So that, that that's that is the challenge. Isn't that's it? why I like I guess Buddhist over all yeah, of so it because they, probably, they yes. just are the only yeah. ones that say you can believe in yeah. whoever, whatever, but here's us. But then again I haven't even looked deep enough into that. There's specific areas where it's you might you may not agree with yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's not what this is about. No, well, <laughs> we can I mean, go on all day about yeah. the religion <laughs> So a couple of a couple of the uh, Songs in the album are going to be about this, I reckon. <laughs> well, I do. I, I'm trying to write about things that are positive, but there is moments. That's why I'm doing interludes in an album, so I can have that breakdown where it's just like a violin and me just get, saying a spoken word truth. And it, it might offend some people, mm. but it might just make another person think, oh, wow, you know, it's, she's saying it. Great. Uh, I love, like, I don't know if you're a fan of Blood Orange, but. Um, Blood Orange's last couple of albums have been those interludes and it's been just different just I'm not sure who they are if they're people that are of note but the way they're speaking is you know there's someone who's talking about how people are always saying you're too much and and he's going well I'm going to be this is my my whole motto for this year is I'm going to be more than too much I'm going to be like you know so is that sort of like the thing that's exactly yeah cool that's exactly it I've just been trying to capture those, even just have conversations with people and just leave it as a really low little murmur in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be fun. Um, yeah, that's cool. someone who I look up to, Lauren Hill. She really nailed mm. that. Her, that album, yeah. the whole Miss Education yeah. album, just was probably my first that mm. I listened to and the whole way through, like so many times, and just respected the school. She makes all these scenes yeah. and she really captures and story tells the whole way through. And I think it's just, it's great because it puts you in this mm. feel while you're listening to it. I was actually, um, I was in my head that I was actually, I didn't want to ask specifically about that, but that is one of my favorite albums. And yeah. that is like, there's a podcast that breaks down like the whole um, miseducation of Lauren yeah. Hill for Neil. Um, 
it was like a groundbreaking album. She used to be in the Fugees. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them either. Um, but yeah, that, what's an incredible album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That's yes. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Like that, that. But that, like that's that. a bit of the challenge of the album, though, is that you've got to find people mm. who have got the interest and the time to actually spend whatever time that is to actually experience it because that's why a lot of people just put on the Spotify and get the, yeah. get a couple of tunes doing something else listen to a few songs blah, blah, blah. That's it. whereas you're, the, the experience you're looking for is to say okay I went this is I'm, I'm telling you something here for yeah. however long it takes an yeah. hour or whatever yeah. the hell it is Some but people, just to yeah. get different yeah, crowds good. as well yeah. like I have I I want to make great songs but I also want to be able to play my music to my family and to my friends and say mm. put this on when you're you know cleaning or yeah, put this right. on and yeah. it's not going to rot your yeah. brain it's actually going to be something you can just leave on for 20 minutes yeah, cool. and forget about it and have it move through different dynamics so yeah, that's beautiful. it's easy to it's easier to make that music because yeah. you just sit there and play rather than having to think about how good each little tiny bit sounds mm. So, in, in terms of um, well-being and that sort of stuff, I know um, to be a musician and to work as hard as you do, that sort of thing, clearly there's got to be some sort of care taken for the mind and the body. But, like, what's your mantra around that sort of stuff and strategies to stay healthy when you're, you know, you've got a busy schedule or you just really want to be very focused and there? I think just exercise. I exercise every day, but it's also like I have a lot of alone time. Mm. I think it's important to shut yourself out after you've given so much. Yeah. Otherwise, sleep deprivation for a musician or any person who's mm. in a heavy workload is like our curse because it literally comes up out of the blue and you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, I've only slept like four hours over the last like two days, but I'm cool, I got this. <laughs> and then it hits you and you're like this completely different, angry, um, unrealistic person. Every single job feels 10 times harder mm. and everyone knows it. But I think when you perform and you take in everyone else's energy and mm. you're already tired and that recharges you and then you just live on, live on that, that's when you go crazy. Get to the end of that week, and you're like, because you, you, when you when you look at some of the the rock stars that have gone back, you can see that's probably that's what that's happened. Why, yeah. And they just got to the point, and then either blown up or. But you take so stupid. much, and those yeah. artists as well probably took drugs to like keep yeah, them going, right. and yeah. then the come downs, and that's why I can't like party like I used to, or, you know, like party <laughs> because like, it destroys you because yeah. you you feel so much mm. and then when you've felt so much you're on this high and everything's like euphoric and happy and I'm the best and I'm killing it because my gig went so well mm. and then the next day you know one little thing goes wrong and you're like oh I'm a failure mm. everything's bad why isn't anyone talking to me anymore like yeah. what's going on because yeah I think performing people think you're always busy mm. so it's hard to be in groups because groups like it when you're always available. Yeah. And yeah. when you're always working and different, doing different things and talking to different people, mm. it's not fun for people to always want to be around that. Mm. Like, it, it gets hard. Because at gigs, I'll invite someone, I want to chat, but then after a gig, you've got a few people coming up to you and talking. So mm. it's hard to really connect with everyone. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I feel yeah. for celebrities who have, like, yeah, millions yeah. watching. Yeah. And they're all... Yeah, like, let's chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw a great quote about, uh, I forget what her name was, but it was all about how she just she doesn't do groups, you know, because groups kind of, yeah, want you to come 
together and kind of be the same. Yeah, a bit similar. So it's an interesting one. And also hang out every weekend. Every weekend, and, yeah. And if you're not there and you miss something, then you're, oh my God, where are you? What's going on? And mm. I could never deal with that feeling. Mm. So I've got a couple of questions for both of you and then we'll wrap up with a few of the universal questions Great. I ask all the guests. Um, but I know we talked about albums and that sort of thing, but uh, imagine it's a Sunday afternoon, um, you're having a couple of wines, not too many. There's a good dance space. You've got like a very good vinyl DJ, um, a DJ. What couple of songs or like, what's your, what's your tone that you're going for? Like, and this is a question for you too, Neil, because I know you throw a mean little shindig occasionally. I've heard you, I've heard you cranking oh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Bruce Monteith. And well, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> when Peter Green was with Fleetwood Mac a long time ago. Right. Very old. Yes. But I'm more interested yeah, <laughs> in yeah. what Maya thinks about this than me. Oh, I love the DJ. It's such a hard one. Mm. I'm like a crowd reader. So what type of party we got? Is this like a chill let's, let's background? Let's say this is, this is relatively chill, but there is there is space for a bit of a boogie, but it's not like a, a mad, you know, like... Oh, it's a time you show off and show the ones, the songs you love. Yeah, that's exactly, what, that's, exactly. Well, that's what I do. But if you're a crowd reader, I can understand that. So you're a crowd reader and you see this is, a, in, this is an indecisive crowd and you're like, I'm going to get this kind of... Well, I'm just, over. I'm a pleaser. I just always like to give people, I think, what they want over what I like. Um, so yeah, there's no room for people like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, but it just makes me happy when other people are happy. Uh, so I probably, I don't know, I've been finding all these little funky YouTube mm. playlists, and I have no idea who the artists are. It's terrible. Yeah. But I just love them. Cool. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those random little finds are yeah, always, are always good, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sport now because with, with something like Spotify, it's, you just yeah. find stuff and you find, you go, oh, I don't remember that, I don't remember that, That's don't remember that. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, what, some like, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I would play some of the real favourites because you know, like, when you've grown up over a long time, like and again, I don't know what your dad would think, but I reckon he would probably have the things that would have influenced him musically. Mm. So I would always play the loved ones playing the loved one first. Yeah. And that was in the 66 or something. Jerry Humphreys played, you know. I can't, I'm sure you played it for me. Down there she's walking. (laughs) She come. I can't see (laughs) (laughs) But but if you hear it, you go, um, the um, In Excess did did it. Oh, Um, right, okay, okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I would always (laughs) play that. And I would know every word and would sing it as loud as I could, as poorly as I would normally do. But there's so so much good stuff. I actually wrote wrote a couple of notes on it to say, I mean, I've always loved Chrissy Amphlett singing anything with the Diviners. You go, because there's just something about it. Yeah. She just just took, took it over. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and, and even, oh, you know, I, I, even ridiculous songs like um, Iggy Pop and Katie Pearson singing "Candy." Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. so like there's something yeah. about it. Yeah, and it's a meaningless song if you read it. You know, oh, yeah, what does that really mean? But it's a vibe. But it, there's yeah, some, yeah, yeah, something. Definitely. There's some, you know, really some really good stuff. There's some good. Some good Aussie stuff, some other gear. I see you've been doing a bit of reflecting. No, I did. I'm very excited about it. Well, even, I mean, anything uh, Ry Cooter I love as well. So I've sort of gone through the whole 
range of it, or even you know, if you want to listen to like Stamp Me Up, Leonard Skinner playing. Stamp Me Up, I'm never yeah. Yeah. I always love that. Yeah. You know, yeah, playing Freebird, which oh, is a yeah. lot. Like, like you, you listen to it. No Freebird's a jam, though. Isn't it? But they no, wouldn't. Yeah, people don't yeah. have wouldn't have the patience to listen to it. But oh, it's I a love good it. One, yeah, it's beautiful. Lots of really good stuff. Anyway, I don't know. But that's most of it's old. I don't understand. There's not much. I mean, there's a few good uh, latter day Australian groups I've listened to as well. But yeah, good. And what about what about we've spoken about the live experience and it's such a diverse, um, you know, thing. I, I can think of some of my best moments, uh, but also times when you're kind of like mellowing out and you actually just want to, you know, sit down and mm. be with the music. But like, I know you probably got some local acts that. Um, you enjoy seeing but also like just live music experiences what would be you know some of your favorites or most memorable at the moment uh through for local like australia just melbourne acts yeah i've been loving um well obviously the whole 3070 crew and um el shimada is beautiful violinist Mm. and she's been doing some playing with me but also has this really amazing show there's like so much great music in Melbourne. Mm. It's it's really refreshing. Uh, I spent a little bit of time in Sydney just before, and I was kind of like, mm, yeah. it's, it's got the same vibe over here. Mm. But Sydney feels like they made their choice again, not to go on the election, but voting in Liberal Party, who seem to be still pushing with the lockout laws. It yeah. really has put a dampener on. It has, yeah. I think. And What's also, a yeah, law? Sort of like family. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just a lockout law. They've just changed the way that um, the city operates after a certain hour. But oh, okay. what it has done, it has really, it's pushed crowds out. So they have, oh, okay. there's probably other choices there, but it has um, put a real oh, dampener okay. on the music scene, which, uh, you know, it's all right. Melbourne's still got it. Hmm. Um, Maya, we've got a few questions we kind of finished the show with that just about you and just how you, you know, how you respond to them is your choice. But... Uh, what do you fear? Spiders. Yeah, right. Okay. Any particular type of spiders? Or just Is that a band? <laughs> I literally, I can hold cockroaches. I can ride my bike with no hands. I can, you know, deep ocean actually. Yeah. Probably more than spiders at the moment. Spiders I'm getting over. Yeah. I don't really, really, I mean, daddy long legs and everything. I mean, come on, I'm not crazy, but more like <laughs> just... Like the random huntsman that's just going to come out of the car. Like, that's not fun. Um, But the deep ocean, drop Mm. me in the deep ocean, I'd rather burn alive. Mm. But, yeah, pretty much just that. Deep ocean over burning alive is a big, big call. I would honestly take the... It's actually, if it was the deep ocean the day, it's different. But deep Mm. ocean at night, I think I'd have a heart attack. Mm. Mm. I might too, I think. Just (laughs) like the feeling of so much depth beneath you. What's in there? I know. And it's so mysterious. And have you seen the new um, documentaries? They've got such great graphics now Mm. and all of this like um, underwater shots. I think, how, how are these animals... Like mm. even are these, I just think, wow. Like, and also don't want to walk on the bottom of the ocean. Like some of the octopus, how well they blend yeah. into the floor. Yeah. Just imagine stepping on that. Yeah, there was a clip of the rock pool where a tourist had a uh, blue ringed o- uh, octopus in their hand and oh. they're like pushing it. And I'm like, what are you fucking People doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. I really, I love surfers for their, they're just, they yeah. have, they're ruthless. Mm. They've got no mm. fear. They're like, oh, just a random, you know, sea urchin attached to my leg whatever pull it off get over it (laughs) Uh, what do you hope for I hope for Donald Trump to not be president and a better person to come in play just because Mm. I think it's important for the media to start publishing positivity Mm. 
Mm. Like I hope for peace and happiness and life and love, but that's just my like short term hope. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully short term. I just don't know. The American, you know, the government, it doesn't really like matter as much, I think, as they make of it. Mm. But I do think it matters in the way of it freaks me out that someone mm. with his small of a mind and attitude can be a president. Yeah, the rhetoric. <laughs> but, but what about the other day, a, a judge says about Julian Assange, he's no good because he's, what did he say? He's a selfish narcissist. Mm. And I'm thinking, you, you can't put him around. in jail for that because yeah. the elected president of the US is yeah. the most selfish narcissist I've yeah. ever seen in my life. It shocks me. It's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Oh, it's, sad. it's sad, isn't it? It is. It's and sad. I think how many people behind him have absolutely no say or too much say. I just mm. can't tell what's going on. Uh, and yeah. it confuses me and it gives me fear for the future. But that's also something I'm learning to get over. You fear that democracy is not working that well, don't you? I'm just sometimes? afraid of like someone starting any type of nuclear war, someone doing any type of small explosion that leads to another person getting angry and then us having to go through what yeah. our ancestors yeah. had to go through. Yeah, could well, could yeah, just like, happen yeah, again awful. if we're not smart. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> we've ever had one of warming. those where someone <laughs> hasn't said Donald Trump's no, 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 <laughs> It's no, usually been me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But honestly, it's just such yeah. a tragedy. Yeah. I yeah. hope they're not listening. We could be in trouble. <laughs> what, what makes you happy? Uh, what makes me happy is, I think I'd say, riding my bike, just to be boring. Yeah. A lot of things make me happy. Yeah. Well, he's recently got an electric bike. I got a bike with like a little electric motor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, in Sydney, all of the city bikes have electric motors. And when I got on uh, one, I was like, whoa, I'm killing it today. Like, powering up the hill. Like, who am I? What are these legs of steel? And then someone's like, they have motors on them. Yeah. Like, it makes so much I'm a little sense. bit embarrassed. Yeah, I understand no, no, it, though. It makes it so much fun because you got the breeze. Mm. You know, you're not sweating by the time you get yeah. to your destination. Yeah, pretty much a motorcyclist <laughs> as well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't need a license, so it's good. Uh, what makes you sad? Makes me sad. Probably just watching uh, someone trapped in sorrow. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, a lot of that going uh, around. We're going to start crying. Oh, no. But it's a tough one because you see some people and you think you're yes. so amazing. It's, it's so obvious, and why yeah. are you even disappointed in yourself? Mm. Yeah. Like some people, they, they, they get down on themselves for little things. That's fine, whatever. But then you look at some people and you just think you constantly put yourself down mm. and you're actually fine. Like right. you're really great, actually. You're so much better than 50% of the world. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you lived or experienced any of that, you would come home and say, wow, mm. I'm so lucky that I have this house and this family mm. and this beautiful face that yeah. doesn't have skin problems and that doesn't, you know. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of stuff that people have and take for granted, so that upsets me. There's the mm. sad thing of... Um, people would never speak to other people the way they speak to themselves. Oh, it's awful. Mm. And some people are so great with themselves. I look at them and think, wow, I want to be like that. Like, I want to love myself that much. Yeah. They also have doubts when they get home, but they at least try to present themselves as a confident entity for everyone else. Mm. But mm. then there's some people who struggle so hard with getting there mm. that they can never, ever put themselves out there. And it freaks me because they just think mm. you're living so much in fear that you don't even know how great you are. So I oh know we haven't got time for it, but how does that happen? How, how do people People's not families, sometimes I reckon they feed it onto them yeah. from yeah. an early age. Also, 
it could be just that I think it's your environment mm. when you get brought up in a certain way and you like some people's parents they're just these like like let's say you're a little bit chubby like I used to be a bit chubby and my mother's mother fed into her to be very skinny so my mum tried not to feed that into me but it just came mm. and it's this it's a thing and you just you get brought up in a way in a headspace yeah, and it yeah, takes yeah, a lot yeah. to break you out so yeah. the, the shame yeah. you feel for something that you don't even know why you're feeling yeah. right like there's people in Asia who live completely you know there's people all over the place Fijians they don't have any technology any care for any of the same stuff we do so they don't see any of their imperfections as even imperfections until it's hurting them but mm. some people look in the mirror and they've got like a mole or they've got a frizzy curly mess of a hair and they're like I'm not perfect so I should be sadder today mm. than I you yeah, know, need to be yeah I suppose it's that whole expectation thing and the pressures that are placed on you know kids and as you were saying like it can be from families and there's that saying of kill your kill your parents some people actually really need to not kill their parents literally, but kill that thought of what their parents might it's think. It's so to hard. Move it's it is, everything yeah, you know. It's, it's all you respect. You, it's yeah. in your blood to care what they think. Mm. It's difficult to uh, detach from your whole life unless yeah. they've passed away. It's mm. different, but mm. I just yeah. That's why I always encourage people who aren't happy in their environment to leave. But what if you can't? Yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. That's why the internet's like, yeah, good, and that's what I, I'm so grateful for the internet in that way. Because it means that that poor little gay kid who doesn't want to be gay because their whole family tells them that they can't and they go online and then this one person's talking about themselves. It's just, that's the best part. Or well, tell him not to go to Israel for hours. But that's the thing, you go to different problem, places yeah. all over the world and everyone yeah, has a different yeah. perspective. That's what shocks me about it. It's like people come up to me, they love my hair. They're like, wow, it's so curly. But then I've got work people who are telling me, straighten it because it's messy. So there's just different perspectives mm. each place. So it's just a shame when people let others ruin them. Mm. Um, we'll skip the next two because I feel like it's a really nice uh, vibe. But what album or book would accompany your life story? Uh, Cinematic Orchestra, <laughs> Motion Album, I yeah. think. What's that, sorry? Cinematic Orchestra, Motion Album. Is that, does that have the song uh, um, Home? Ha- ha- oh, no, that's my yeah. Fleur. Oh, yeah, but okay. that still is epic, probably right. one of the best. Right. Uh, but Motion, oh, pretty much that one too. I'd say both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do two albums? Yeah, of course, definitely. You're going to get a bit crazy with just yeah. one. <laughs> uh, the last book, film or album that kept you thinking for weeks? Ooh, I'd say um, maybe the last film because I watched this. I find there's so many alien end of the world movies coming out <laughs> now and uh, I'm a bit of a like love the conspiracy theories just for like whatever hmm. it's interesting to know what someone else thinks yeah yeah um <laughs> so I, I watched uh now i can't even remember what it's called it's just, <laughs> i've gone too deep <laughs> but it was it was a really great movie just about kind of i think the future of people wanting love and they were making these like little chips you can put in your wrist and it gives you the sensation of love oh really so it was a funny thing because i thought a lot of people would do that Mm. who just got old and you know imagine if you could put a little Mm. thing in your wrist and you could close your eyes and you were with a lover it was holding Mm. you and giving you the whole sensation and i was like they're probably going to invent that now or they already have yeah yeah yeah. there's a great black mirror episode that's about uh terminally ill patients who get to go to another world yeah 
and that's like that's something that's probably you know yeah in the future somewhere yeah well, that's the thing <laughs> Um, and a recommendation from your hometown or, you know, something that you enjoy doing that people might enjoy hearing. <laughs> Ooh, from my hometown, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, that's a tough one. Because um, my family's so mixed up. I, yeah, I got my half side Jewish, but I, I wasn't brought up Jewish. So it's a bit of a tough one. Um. I, okay, I'll go with my stepmom, who's got the Italian genes. Yeah. And I would just say to just, like, have a huge beat with your family. It's just my yeah. tradition. Mm. I just love food yeah, <laughs> and yeah, flavor. Absolutely. I'll roll so, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish awesome. I had football or something, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all just eat my family. We're That's just, great. We're just well, big munchers. I do both. I like eating and football, yeah. so yeah. it's possible. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Comes hand in hand, though. Nothing better than a good feed. I can yeah. Tell you much. Yeah. Well, it's been. Oh, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been Thank really, you. really yes. lovely to have you. And we can't wait for your, yeah. your new album. Which I don't. Is there a date? I'm going to bring it to you. I'll bring you guys <laughs> copies. There's a date. I think I'm planning on starting the first release. I'll do four singles each month from November, and then the whole album will be out from February. Cool. And you're going traveling, I believe. Yes. For a few months, in a week and a half. For four months, just to finish it all. Awesome. It's exciting. Soul searching. Yeah, my it's been oh, so, so lovely to have you, you in. So and um, yeah, just, just a wonderful chat. So have a good trip and we can't wait for the album. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>